Okay, hello, good morning, or good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, whenever you are, and listening to uh, On the Table here. I am Representative Dan Miller. Thank you for joining us. And, you know, we are here on um, during Budget Month, uh, and we have a lot of things going on, and we are down here in this wreck of a room. <laughs> but uh, we're down here squeezing in to be sure that we talk to our guest, who I'm excited to spend just a little bit with. Uh, he is the representative from the 154th Legislative District, Napoleon Nelson. How are you, sir? I'm good, my friend. Thank you for joining us. I know you were busy. Where, didn't you have, a, did you have a committee meeting? Yes, absolutely. Which one were you at? Uh, children and Youth. Yeah. The, uh, the great... Uh, Donna Bullock as yeah, chairwoman. Chair Bullock, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Leading us through Children and Youth Committee. Uh, was there yeah. to uh, speak on behalf of a bill that apparently we are over on. So. Oh, is that right? All right. Well, you made a big difference on yeah, that absolutely. that discussion. No, it's good. Well, you know, look, and I, uh, I know Donna come from uh, some background, I think, with community legal services. And uh, I was back in the day. Can I hit this? Is that right if I hit it? No. No, no it's not. If we, uh, back in the day, I was, uh, I was an assistant county solicitor for children and youth in Allegheny County. So I actually liked the, the children and youth committee and think it's, it's, a, it's a good assignment. So. I love it. Well, it's, that's good. Well, look, we're not supposed to, I'm not supposed to talk too much. Nick is here with us. I would, I would say that when we were saying, uh, I was talking to Napoleon earlier, and I was like, well, look. And he's like, well, look, I prefer Steph. He's like, can we have Steph there? Everybody right? prefers Steph. Yeah. And so uh, Steph was like, I'll go if Napoleon wants me. And then she's helping another member right now. Uh, so we have Nick. Is this okay? Are you all right with this? Yeah, right. I mean, I'll, do my, I'll do my best, I, but it is, it is big shoes to fill. It is. It yeah, is. Well, she's tall. She's tall. She is. Yeah. All right. So uh, Nick is here with us as well, and we're going to do a, a quick version, and then I want to talk intelligence with you, uh, okay. be, you know, before we run out of time. So we'll, we'll come back to that there with it. But we do play a little bit of a game, Nick. Uh, tell us uh, what we're doing today. So we are playing two truths and a lie, like we always do. This is where I read three statements about Rep. Nelson, and you have to guess the lie. And I think right now you're going one for four. No, no, no. On no, the season, is that no, is one that? for four wrong? So it's, I'm, I'm three for four right. It's okay. going All very right. well. Yes, it's going very well. That's why. I, that's yeah. why I wanted Steph. You no, know, it's appreciation for statistics. Does he know you're? I sent them to him. Yeah. I don't know if he looked I, them over. I, I saw them. I read them. I, okay. I tacitly approved the two truths and a lie, okay. or two lies and a truth. Right, as... well, don't confuse me. All right, two right. truths. Ready to go? All right, go ahead. Okay. Rep. Nelson was born in Philadelphia's Mount Airy neighborhood, where he attended Central High School, the second oldest continually used public high school in the United States. See, look, this is the problem, okay, is that it's supposed to <laughs> be like one fact. And then he does like 12 facts. He's like Mount Airy, and it was a sunny day. And there were four clouds in the sky, right? Like this is right, right. This is the problem with this game. Is you you stretch the hell out of it. All right, go ahead. So you were born in Mount Airy, Mount Airy in Philly, and, and what else? And attended Central High School, the second oldest continually used public high school. Right. So you see how many facts he shoves into that? Yeah, that's not how this is. One key to work. fact. One key. How do you know the key fact? Shout out to Central High School. Yeah. All right. Perhaps. Maybe. All right. Well, that's good. Least, True. <laughs> Keep All right. going. Number, Number two. two, although relatively new to the legislature, Napoleon is not the first Nelson from his family to serve in the House. His uncle, Theodore Nelson, briefly represented a district in Philadelphia in the 80s when he was appointed to fill out someone else's term. Again, multiple facts multiple all over facts. the place. Very true. Right. Yes. Go ahead. What's the third? All right. Third one. 
Uh, Rep. Nelson has degrees from MIT and Wharton, and previously worked in private industry before becoming interested in public service. His first foray into public office was the local school board. Yeah. Okay. You see the problem. I try to right? sell these, I, man. I, like, you, you know what? When he started with Napoleon, is it used to be like, you know what? Uh, Rep. Nelson's favorite color is blue. There's your one fact. <laughs> he drives a Ford. There's your fact, right? I got like 12 different things. I used to be able to write it down and flow chart it, but sure. it's like getting ridiculous. All right. All right, look. So here's we'll simplify look, it next time. No, it's just, I'm just saying. Just, so he po pokes at me for only getting one out of four correct. But like, you know, there's a hundred facts in I these think things. He's, I think he's stalling. What yeah. do you think? All right, look. He so is. I, so I, uh, I... Look, obviously, uh, he, he, Rep. Nelson's incredibly well-educated, uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with number three being true. Yep. Correct? Correct. All right. And number one was the complicated high school Correct. story. And number two was the... Uncle who previously uncle. served right, in the legislature. I'm going to go with number one being true. Yes, correct. It's um, mostly good. true. It's mostly true. Mostly true. That's what I said. I'll take it. Might be, might be a little too lies and the truth, but uh, yeah. number two is absolutely false. Okay. Did you have an uncle with Ted? I don't think so. No. Oh, you made the whole thing up. <laughs> the entire right. thing. Yeah. The entire thing. The only, uh, the only, mostly true on number one. I, I was not born in Philadelphia. I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Midwest guy. Yeah. Except, uh, you know, family left when I was like one. So I, so I have zero, zero recollection. Well, you're a, hey, you know, answer. It. It's fine. Go ahead. Yeah, just pick it up. It's all right. Is it me calling you? No. Hey, look, is it, uh, uh, is, uh, so you're a Chiefs fan? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm a Birds fan, right? I'm a, I'm a Birds guy. That would have been, that's I the end like of this political the career. The Icky Wood shuffle was, you yeah. know, when growing yeah. up, that yeah, was, sure. that was my, yeah. you oh, know. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I All did right. enjoy the, but. Yeah. Well, you know, fair, look, fair enough. We could, we could play around for a lot. I'm so glad to have you here as always, my friend. But, uh, look, I also want to talk, um, about something that, You've been spearheading a lot of uh, thought and discussion and, and, and um, you know, sort of raising the issue here in the legislature, which is on artificial intelligence. So uh, we obviously mentioned your some of your academic background. So uh, but artificial intelligence, why are you bringing this up? Why are you raising it into the legislature now? It scares the crap out of me. OK, good. We'll stop yeah, there. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> no, it's, um, you know, every now and then you, you get to be in a place um, at that just the right time to see something transformative happen. And uh, I very much believe that the next 50 years are going to be very, very, very different from the last 50 years. The last 50 years we've kind of thought about and what's coming, thought about the advances in technology almost in this kind of you know, dystopian way and, and we show it really funny on movies and things like that, the next 50 years you might actually get a little bit closer, um, at least from the you know public paranoia of it all, and some of that is rightly so. Computers are really, really fast and powerful. Computers are going to first challenge, and what we'll get to is what in the world does it mean to mm -hmm. learn mm -hmm. and to, to know things? Um, and then once you kind of come to grips with do computers know things, then I can like, you know, just bend your mind in five different ways to make you say, wait, so what are you telling me, Napoleon? And I'm like, that's, that's exactly it. That's where we need to get to yeah. uh, both as a legislature and a little bit as, as a community.
Well, you know, look, I, I did catch your uh, some of your initial uh, work in raising this issue. We've seen a couple others in our caucus now also kind of key up on it. I actually did an event, uh, a virtual uh, sort of town hall, uh, sort of touching this a little bit uh, back from my district, right? Now, I don't have your uh, – what were your degrees in again? Uh, computer science. Yeah, okay, right. So I have not nothing of that. Right, so you went to MIT for computer science. I did. Yeah, all right. I did. Okay, so that's – yeah, that's good. So you're the right person to talk just to. Just means I've got student loans. If we're talking about student loan forgiveness, like I can have a whole nother yeah. conversation. Look, look, when I was going to law school at the time, okay, like we barely, we were still looking using books. Like we were barely transferring over to online researching. Yeah. We had to learn how to look for case law through books, which is a shocking thing when I talk to new law stu school students today. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Right? But that's it. So, anyhow, that's, that was my experience barely transitioning into online researching, barely when it came to case law. You went to MIT for computer science. Okay. So look, one it's obviously I think, you know, there are beyond, you know, I don't want to get caught up on, on where some people like to focus, which is whether or not we're creating Skynet and, you know, the you know, Terminator is going to be walking down the hall and we're all in for a bad day, right? Very bad day. Very bad day. Are you okay? Are you a Terminator fan? I am a Terminator fan. I grew up with those movies. Yeah. You like Terminator? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Not so much now. No, that's right. No, but you know, but the the second Terminator, the second Terminator in particular, that was a classic, and the, right, and the special effects that came with that one. Absolutely, the Mercury and the. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, I were still remember this. Is how old, of course, you know, I am. And Nick's like eighteen, but like uh, watching there, I, I actually was on a date. I brought a date to see the second Terminator movie, and I was just blown away by the special effects. Right? I mean, the, at the time, they were like they earth shattering. That's my oh, it's Mandy Steele. Well, we should sorry, have Randy. We'll call you right back. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But like, um, so I mean, it was earth shattering. But anyhow, so I think a lot of people think, of course, when you say artificial intelligence, in one way or another, they're like, are you talking about Skynet as a Terminator, right? And and look, those are discussions that we should you know, be aware of and, and think about, and there's a place for that. But one of the things I think that um, that I hear more people talking about is what does it mean on the job front? What does it mean sort of on the individual economics side of things um you've been uh, kicking some thoughts around on that yeah um and, and what i'll say is there is some level of that skynet conversation that needs to happen mm -hmm. right that's the that's the scary part of it is um those who are programming those who are deepest in this space um, who aren't necessarily, you know, generally prone to um, just extreme levels of hyperbole. They, they have, for years, identified um, amongst the top existential threats to, you know, human society as we know it, environmental change is number one. And we all, I'm pretty sure everybody who's listening to this will appreciate that that is certainly our number one concern. Number two is artificial intelligence and, and you know, sentient uh, computers that that begin to make decisions for themselves and no longer for humankind. It's kind of a there's this not insignificant chance that that is a very very major uh, concern for us as society. So when you hear an awful lot of folks who are raising all the alarms, all of the industry uh, insiders who are saying, "Hey, you guys need to wrap your arms around this and regulate this," throughout the nation. Uh, throughout the globe, they're not doing it because of the prospects of job loss due to efficiencies. 
they're doing it because hey there's a you know an outside chance that this could be really bad for humanity um well but yes but by the way some of the projections of possible job loss can, can be really it, bad oh, for so, humanity as so well. That, so that's absolutely. I mean, the, so the the items that we should know are very bad for humanity. Are yeah, this is a real big um, element of, of significant job loss. We're already starting to see it. You're already seeing uh, companies that are not hiring nearly as many coders. Um, you're seeing yeah. it with the writers' strike in Hollywood. You're seeing it. Um, you know, yeah. uniformly and almost everywhere for folks who who yeah. write who um do you have chat on your on your phone did you download it no you did not no no I, you don't I, want I, it yet. I i had a, a demo gpt for about a week uh, i'd say about uh two three months ago i guess when it first came out yeah and uh, and i know where it is i was Toying around with whether or not to use some of the, uh, you know, kind of the audio generators and, right. you know, putting together some commercials for the emerging technologies caucus. Hey, everybody, right. this is, you know, Governor Shapiro, please. You know, thank you so much, Napoleon. Yeah, I for think all that, of that could leisure. be a crime. I, look, I don't know. Let's hold back. Maybe. Right? Okay. Actually, so, not yet. Look, yeah, I, let's pull that back. It's a whole separate right. problem. Yeah, yeah. You got chat? Did you put chat? No, I did not. You did, did anybody? You put you? No, none of us did. Well, it's it's an interesting thing. We Let still me talk tell about you. That, right? Well, yeah. one of the things I thought was uh, interesting in, in one of our discussions on this was too was uh, the debate a little bit between job loss and and job a job uh, sort of augmentation, sort of um, what can be. Uh, sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, automated and therefore perhaps gone, but versus what can be uh, magnified, meaning how you work, uh, a person may work with a uh, an AI that is designed to augment their work product and skills as more of a partnership role rather than a replacement role. Sure. And that was an interesting thing because, to be honest, I I, I didn't come across that. They call it a lot like co-piloting, co right? So co folks who are helping to and augmenting, and, and there is an awful lot of um, very normative discussion that says that folks won't um, you don't need to be paralegal anymore. You now need to understand how to manage, you know, these generative AI systems. So your job is not to write. Your job is to prompt um, and understand how to manage the prompts and then go through the background check. Interesting. That's, yeah. But that's all en route to um, massive efficiencies that result in massive job loss. Well, well, and look, see, obviously that's part of where some of the worst thoughts um, uh, I, I kind of get kicked around, which is, you know, some people have said that AI will be um, sort of globalization on steroids for white collar work, right? So, um, and that kind of leads us to where I know you and I have kind of kicked around a little bit too, which is, uh, so what are what are what is the role of legislators and policymakers? What is the role in, in state government um, or federal government in in helping to make sure that the benefits of AI, which obviously there are numerous, too numerous for us to t do in, in, a, in 12 minutes here, but like uh, the the benefits of AI um, are realized, uh, and the challenges of AI are at the very least uh, mitigated in some fashion. Yeah, it's you almost have to. We will wrestle with the benefits of AI, not that they don't exist and they are numerous they you know imagine what happens when we have breakthrough after breakthrough on major major medical um, discoveries yeah it's a 
Yeah. It sounds like a great thing until we realize that, like, okay, that's why, you know, we're overpopulating at this point. There are some there are some other really challenging um, considerations that we need to to think about. One of the reasons why we started the Emerging Technologies Caucus, and yeah. one of the, the conversation points that I always have around that is, we need to be um, a little bit more informed on these very complex emerging issues so that when they are ready for legislative action, more members of the House have some basic you know, background and understanding instead of the you know the 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 horrific you know committee hearings where somebody's hey w what is this internet thing anyway is this just a fad like <laughs> yeah I, I, they I, are horrible to watch when that happens I, they're horrible to watch it's just an embarrassment to me on the institution um folks you know if you're bringing in the ceos of facebook and trying to understand like so but you don't people don't pay for it how in the world do you make any money like if we can prevent that here that would be huge because the efficiencies are are coming fast. There are major implications to jobs. One of the things we talk about a lot is um, Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, great, great thing. organization. Great organization yep. doing great work, trying to get more people housing. Um, Habitat for Humanity in Virginia has been giving away now, working on giving away 3D printed houses. I know you're a big labor guy. You can you automatically you say. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Right. Um, what that means to folks whose jobs and have been building these homes and these structures—it's just—it's amazing. Now we've got great innovation from people that, you know, we, especially you know, good Democrats have invested so much in our public education systems, uh, building STEM education, really trying to ensure that young people are prepared to to lead in the future. And when they do, when those STEM education uh, kids become STEM educators and innovators then we end up with ai well you'll you'll have to show, show that to me uh, you know my funny enough is my i bought i uh, helped build two homes for habitat in on the eastern shore of virginia back in my americorps day <laughs> so i would have to uh, take a so look at this one hit close to home well I'd, I'd love to see it i tell you what that took a lot building a home is not a small thing so that's interesting you know look one of the other things too that's come across a little bit too uh, we've had some discussions with people about how um, AI can be used in, on the education front um, in relation to K through 12. Whether it is, um, you know, uh, you know, partnering as part of a typical lesson or partnering in a way for a, maybe a, uh, how an AI can be tailored to assist uh, a student learning with a with a learning disability or an IEP in some fashion. That that partnership there can really be used in a positive way. Uh, and I'm like, well, this is. Interesting, very interesting to think about. There's so many applications, I think, that are positive in a, in a lot of ways. We're just going to have to wrap our, our hands around it. Um, and, you know, look, one of the things, uh, Napoleon, I, and I, I love talking with you, and we're going to have to do it again, is that you and I are going to, I know, have some discussions about teaming up. Uh, we're going to be uh, trying to get together another uh, an event with Carnegie Mellon, mm -hmm. right? So because we, we do need legislators. Not all of us are MIT computer scientists. You know this, right? I don't Right. <laughs> you know how many, what's your degree? What, what, is it a bachelor's degree? I feel what like we've gone down this road what, what way is too far. What is it? <laughs> is it a master's? What is no, it? it's just a bachelor's degree. Ma was, uh, okay, just a just a bachelor's. Just a bachelor's. Well, just a nothing. bachelor's from MIT. Right, so you know. Just a yeah. Doesn't mean anything, <laughs> right? Of course, of course. But so I'm not yeah. coming on your show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no. I'll tell you what. You know what I love about our caucus is we have 
the the MIT computer scientists, we have a, a, a doctor, right? We have, you know, so we have such skill set, you know, in, in so many arenas of life and, and uh, job sectors. It's one of the great things that we're able to bring this together as a caucus. So I'm proud that you're here, my friend. So I, I jab at you only because I could barely, like, figure out how to, like, like you know, like, update my TV somehow, with a, you know. But you're here. We're glad you're here. We're going to talk more about this with it, too. So... Uh, Napoleon Nelson, my friend, uh, now here's the scary part. I don't know if everybody knows this. Napoleon actually was never here. That was chat the whole time. That was chat, that was the chat. Whole time. Napoleon yep. wasn't even in. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Napoleon, thank you, Representative Nelson, for spending just a little bit of time. We're going to look forward to a follow-up. You and I, I know, have to get to the floor. Nick, everything good? Everything's great, right? man. Right, everything okay? Uh, Napoleon, any parting thoughts? Doomsday. No, no, no. The one thing that I always try and leave people with is in – 2020 presidential campaign, Andrew Yang, the core of his campaign argument was universal basic income. That's where we're headed. And that's our challenge is figuring out how in the world these conversations eventually lead to what he already knew. Okay. You know, look, I love it. I, we we literally hit the start of, uh, we got to get to the floor. He then drops a whole nother. <laughs> My friend, thank you so much for that and your time. We'll look forward to having you back uh, in person or chat, whichever version, but we'll be glad to have Representative Nelson. Thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. And everybody else, thanks for joining us on the table. I look forward for more new podcast content coming soon.